And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Hello, happy Friday, everybody. It's October 26th. We've got a couple of good topics we're going to cover today. We're going to talk a little bit about routine building, um, why it's important, how to do it, what the key elements to track are, and how you want to let that routine evolve and be refined over time. And then also, uh, we're going to have a little fun. I'm going to share some client horror stories as well. All names have been removed to protect the maybe not so innocent... uh, <laughs> a couple of specific ones that stick out in my mind, and then also just some some general uh, client types. And I know there are, there are several of my clients right now that are listening, going like, "Uh oh, is he going to talk about me?" And I will just say, "I don't know. Maybe. Have you given me reason to?" So we shall see. Uh, I am Darren Starr, host of the Drop Set. Um, I'm an online coach, uh, trainer at uh, Five Star Physique. I say at Five Star Physique like it's some giant uh, multinational corporation. It is not. I'm the only guy there. Uh, so you can find me five star physique.com. The podcast website is the drop um, I say that just because I realize I don't introduce myself very regularly in these and, uh, I don't, I shouldn't make assumptions that anybody has any idea who I am. One thing that I've been doing this week is going through and listening to some other bodybuilding type podcasts which, strangely enough, I have not really done before. I just turn on the mic and I start talking. So I don't know what anybody else is talking about. I don't know how their shows are put together or anything like that. So I've heard some things that are interesting. Not so much as far as topics and discussions and interviews. I mean, I I have, but that's not really what I'm listening for. Um, What I'm listening for is, you know, how are the shows put together? How are these things edited, uh, if at all? Uh, how common are sponsorships, that kind of stuff. It's just, it's interesting to hear how other people do it. So, and kind of comparing myself up against that as well. And, you know, how do I fare? And one thing I will say is uh, I, I feel listening back to these episodes and to other people is uh, I got y'all beat on audio quality. So <laughs> a lot of it, it sounds like you're recording in a bathroom or something like that. It sounds terrible. So step up your game. Come on. Um, I've had the same setup since episode one. Part of it is just I have a little bit of a background in audio production informally, self-taught, but it's stuff that I've done before. So um, just bring in a little bit of that. If, I figure if if I can't have good content, it should at least sound good. So that was my that was my uh, that was my philosophy from the start. So anyway, um. I, I have plans in the works on future refinements, other things to bring in. So be listening for some changes. There'll, there'll be a few things here. Subtle. Um, I made some changes already just kind of behind the scenes um, with some of the uh, transitions and uh, music clips, just doing a little bit of editing in my uh, production software just to streamline things a little bit to make it easier to move certain elements around. It's all very boring. It's kind of like mildly technical crap. So I won't waste your time with it. Now, one thing you may notice, um, if you have, if you found this because of a social media post or you found it through the website, um, is that there's some new artwork available for the drop set. It has not yet been propagated and down. So if you're listening through Spotify, iTunes, I have not updated the artwork that gets fed to those places yet. Um, or same with Google Podcasts or anything like that. So that will be done. Um, it's on the uh, it's on the agenda. It's on my list. Um, but, uh, this is, uh, along with the new logo that I had finally, uh, finally decided upon. So very pleased with it. I spent a lot of time yesterday and today just up doing, uh, doing up some graphics, repurposing some old ones, creating some new ones, making some template designs for things like, you know, I always have a graphic for every blog post that I write for workout plans and things like that. So 
just getting templates set up for that. I like the simplicity, um, the two-tone look of everything. The three tones from the previous logo is just too much for me. So I like, it's just a nice clean look. So I really dig that. I'm very happy with it. The website has a little bit of an overhaul as well. Um, it's currently still in process. Uh, and I've rewritten a lot of content on there, just on the static pages. And I'm throwing new content up as well. So um, one thing that is now officially published, and uh, I actually shared it yesterday, is the uh, new workout plan, the men's physical blueprint so that is online so fivestarphysique.com click on workout plans it's the one at the very top up there um worth mentioning also um <laughs> tongue-in-cheek uh the drop set has its first sponsor uh and that is five star physique <laughs> so just to say you know I i'm gonna be fairly comfortable telling people about what i do and how i actually earn a buck uh because this podcast ain't it in fact now i'm i'm in the hole because now uh i'm i've got to pay for sponsorship for the podcast. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, but, um, so I, I will, uh, I'll, I'll just be talking a little bit about, you know, workout plans, coaching and that kind of stuff. So it's not going to be a big change. I'm not going to talk about it incessantly or anything like that, but, uh, I've always just kind of let it take in a back seat, And I feel like at least, you know, once per episode, I should just mention that, Hey, you know what? Um, that's uh, it's okay to do that. So um, putting out the call. So, um, Q and a, I want to do another one up here pretty soon. So, um, once again, the drop set does have a call in number. It's eight, six, five, five, one, eight, two, nine, seven, four. Now that I will probably repeat more often throughout the episode, just cause I want to drill it into your heads. If you go to the dropset.com, it's listed right there. Um, there's a, a section header in there, um, on your phone, it will be a clickable link. So if you're scrolling through on your mobile device, you can click on that call, leave a voicemail for me. I'll plug it in here. We'll hear your voice on the episode and then we'll, uh, um, I'll answer and respond as well. Also, um, messages through Instagram, uh, Facebook messenger, Twitter, direct messages, and emails sent to me, Darren at five star fitness or through the contact form on the website at five star physique.com will all be accepted. And we'll talk about those as well. I do like the phone calls just because I like being able to hear other people's voices. And it's obviously not made up at that point. Like I could very easily say, Oh, so-and-so from middle of nowhere, Alaska has a question about macros. Okay. And you know, I, I like hearing your voices. I like knowing that people are listening and taking the time out to, uh, to call in and contribute and be a part of the show. Um, let's see, what do we got here? What do we got? I'm, I'm working off an outline, so I have a little bit of a safety net, but at the same time, I don't talk and read at the same time very well. So, um, let's see. So we talked about, uh, logo artwork, new content. I have a couple of blog posts that are ready to go up as well. I put up, um, and you know, the, Sometimes I like to roll these out, so I've been writing stuff on the website like a madman. There's new content. There's a couple of posts that are finished, um, but I'm not yet ready to roll them out just because I don't want to roll things out like on consecutive days or anything like that. I want to spread it out a little bit so I don't spread myself too thin um, and jam-pack everything up and then something gets missed. Part of that is because uh, my primary social media uh outlet that I use right now is Instagram. The only way you can link to something is in Instagram is in your bio. So whatever piece of content I post, I'm going to put that link in my bio. I want to leave it up there for a couple days. So unlike with Facebook or Twitter, where you can include direct links in your post, Instagram doesn't let you do that. I wish they would change that. I wish they would change a lot of things, but, uh, it is what it is. So, uh, 
let's see uh, other new content that I've written so um, I did a video and there is an accompanying blog post so the video is online currently you can go to my YouTube channel and check it out um, there is an accompanying blog post that will be going up shortly as well and it's a primer on cream of rice which is really like my favorite carb um, well you know my favorite carb that I'm allowed to eat currently, for sure. <laughs> Not even close. It is by far my favorite there. It is one that even in the off-season, I will stick with that as a, a primary carb source in the morning because it's it's awesome. I love it. It's very flexible. You can do a lot of things with it. Um, it scares a lot of people. I throw it into meal plans, and oftentimes people are like, I can't find it in my grocery store. Amazon has everything. Get it there. Eh, can I just do cream of wheat? No, it's cream of rice for a reason. It's all about digestibility uh, and just... Uh, lack of GI upset almost universally throughout the whole population. It's gluten-free, so it, it's really not going to cause any kind of GI distress or stomach upset for anybody, and that's one of the reasons I like it. Uh, but it is kind of tricky, so it is really easy to screw it up. Um, like if you microwave it, one of the things I mentioned in the video is if you microwave it, you're just asking for trouble. I got confirmation on that from a client this morning. Um she, she just mentioned, um, we were just talking about, you know, the dietary changes and I'd plug some of that in for her first meal as well. Um, and I said, by the way, just in case you're wondering, here's a video that I just put up and she's like, Oh, that's great. Because the first time I tried it, it was just awful. And, uh, <laughs> I tried to microwave it. It didn't work. So there, there are better ways to do it, but you can read um, all about it on the website soon or go to YouTube and check that out. I also did a, um, blog post that is a review of the Isopack from Isolator Fitness, which is the new gym bag that I got, um, meal prep storage bag. And it is, um, a backpack style. Hence, ISO pack. Um, so I wrote up a review of that. I took it on my trip to Oregon and then on my trip to Virginia this last weekend as well, which is the first time I actually used it properly as a meal prep bag. So I have some thoughts on that. That blog post will be going up probably over the weekend. So keep your eyes peeled for that on the website. Uh, big things for me this week. So prep changes. So I checked in with Coach. She wanted to get a video and a weigh-in and some details on Wednesday. So we've been doing these midweek check-ins for a while now. Um, and now she wants me to send her uh, uh, an updated weight every day along with some thoughts on the day. Um, so Wednesday, um, we made the decision and we're like, okay, let's do this. Uh, so uh, Wednesday was what, 22 days out. Right now it's 20 days out. So um, my three-week mark was yesterday. Uh, so the changes that we made, all artificial sweeteners of any kind are gone completely. So that includes pretty much all supplements, all powders. So BCAAs, pre-workout, protein powder, all gone. Not using any of that. Um, so my, my post-workout protein shake is gone. So now I finish my workout. I'm kind of like, whew, okay, thank goodness I get to eat. Oh, no, now I've got to drive home, cook something, and then eat. So it takes like an extra 30 minutes for me to actually get to eat post-workout, except it's more like an hour because I also have 30 minutes post-workout cardio every day. Um, we were doing that just a couple days, and now it's every day. So um, that extends the uh, the whole morning session at the gym. So you want to talk about somebody who is laser focused and not giving a fuck about talking to anybody in the gym. That is me. Somebody makes eye contact with me. I don't even notice it. They start talking to me. They got about five seconds and then I'm, I'm moving on. I got stuff to do. I'm keeping myself on a tight schedule outside of the gym as well. So I'm definitely coming across as a little, little bit of a dick maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, honestly, I don't care. I mean, 
I hate to say it, but you know, three weeks out, it, it, it's okay to be a little selfish and I've got to conserve energy. Um, I don't want to be a completely worthless lump of shit. Um, when my wife gets home and have her do everything this week has kind of started to stretch the boundaries on that a little bit. And I, I always got to maintain my prep is not anybody else's problem, including hers, especially hers. So, um, I got to step up my game, be a little bit more efficient throughout the day, make sure I sleep really well, try and squeeze in a nap here and there when I can. So, um, in addition to those changes, so it's fasted cardio every day, post-workout cardio every day, except for the day off. Um, I don't have any high carb days anymore. My fats got dropped down significantly. So the macros I'm, I'm rocking every day right now, 245, 140, 50. Um, so we were having as many as like 70 grams of extra carbs on certain workout days. Those are gone. And boy, that plus the post-workout cardio and plus the, the lack of sweeteners. So also my water intake has taken a little bit of a hit because I'm not adding anything into it now to provide a little bit of a flavor boost to encourage drinking. So my water intake has suffered a little bit, which is why my weight is up right now. So we're bumping up my water intake um, for a few days and I've got to just make sure that I'm consistent with that. So lots of changes afoot. We'll do a full check-in um, tomorrow. I'll do um, pictures and video and we'll do the full write-up for her, and we'll see what happens from there. So we'll I'll keep you up to date on Monday with what happens there. Um, so, yeah, I've been listening to these other podcasts, and I listen to a few of them. I won't name drop any except for, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the podcast. Muscle Expert? I don't know. It's Ben Pakulski's podcast. Um, really interesting stuff, but holy crap, you have got to be really really into the nitty-gritty of whatever the hell the topic of the day is to get anything out of it. I started listening to one episode um, recently where he was talking about protein intake um, with a, a naturopathic doctor. And, I mean, I'm following it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of the same studies that they were referencing there. But after a while, my eyes started to glaze over, and I'm just like, does anybody listen to this? Is anybody following this? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I can't imagine there's a huge audience for that as far as people that are actually going to sit down and, you know, from, from an auditory perspective, digest and process all that and actually use that information. So, um, it was a long conversation, got super, super deep into the weeds, incredibly technical. I mean, great stuff, but I'm just thinking, whew, that's a lot to absorb. It really is. Um, but I listened to several others and heard some decent things, heard some not-so-decent things. Um, one thing is there, there is a tendency in, in bodybuilding podcasts, um, especially some of the ones that are a little bit less formal, to use the word fuck as a comma. And I'm sorry. I mean, th this is tagged with an explicit label just because I don't want to have to watch what I say. But And I, I tell you what, I mean, I, I cuss like a sailor. So, But at the same time... When, when you do it to excess, you just sound like a damn idiot. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I, I don't know if these people just don't hear themselves. They disagree. I don't know. Um, that was one of the things. I mean, I made it about three minutes into an episode of one podcast. I'm like, I can't do this. This is just, I feel like I'm getting dumber listening to this. Um, plus, there wasn't any anything valuable that they talked about. And, you know, if anybody judged me by the first three minutes of my show, God knows what they might think of me. But, um, yeah, so, oh, <laughs> another noteworthy thing. Um I mentioned on, what's today? Friday. So the last episode was Monday. Um, I had mentioned that uh, MyFitnessPal, we talked about MyFitnessPal Premium, is it worth it? I mentioned that you know, they, they don't have, you know, there's no way to copy a whole day's worth of meals. Boy, you guys are awesome. I can't tell you how many of you I heard from via email, Facebook uh, messages, 
Instagram messages, a lot of those saying, hey, here's how you do it. S several people actually like showed me a little video, <laughs> like here's how you do it. Here's what you click on with the, uh, the hey, dumbass just being implied. They didn't actually say that, but they could have. So um, yeah, so you can do that. You can do that. Let me, um, for, for those of you, because I know this, there, uh, I did get a response from a couple people also who were like, yeah, I wish you could do that. So clearly there are other people who are in the same boat as I am. So if I pull up my fitness pal right now, I'm going to go to diary and I'm going to go back to Wednesday. That's the last day that I have any data for. So up at the top, um, right under the, the status bar for your phone, um, there's going to be the menu. It says diary. And then there's three icons. There's a little pencil, a pie chart, and the three dots indicating more options. So you click on the little pencil um, and then uh, you get the option to select an item. So you can select any one item. You can select any meal. Or the, up at the top, there's an option that says select all. You check that, and then you hit the little three dots, and you can say copy to date. Um, and then when you hit that, then you get the option. It comes up with, you know, today, and then plus or minus two days on either side. So we'll just say today. And now all of those meals are now populated for today. So if you have a baseline meal plan that you want to work from, and uh, don't want to copy everything over or manually repopulate all the entries, that's your way to do it. Look at the last day that you had that base plan set up for. Um, go through those steps. Copy it to today. You're good to go. So, um, And then um, there was another thing. This is an interesting news article that I read. So on my phone, which is a Google Pixel, if you're at the home screen and you swipe, uh, swipe left to right... Um, it just brings up news. And so mine is full of stuff. I mean, it, it kind of knows. I mean, again, it's a Google Pixel, so it's tied to my Gmail account. It's tied to my Google search history as well. So it knows what I'm interested in, and it's feeding me stuff that's appropriate to it. So there's a lot of news about Walking Dead. There's a lot of news about Game of Thrones, Star Trek, etc. <laughs> and um, the, the, uh, some, some bodybuilding-related stuff as well. And so there was one article... Um, that was something along the lines of, uh, what did it say? Ronnie Coleman may never walk again. This was from Generation Iron. And I, I clicked on and I read through it. And it, it, it was an interesting read just because may never walk again because of complications from all the surgeries that he's had. Um, because, I mean, if you've ever watched Ronnie Coleman train, it's really no wonder why the dude's had a bunch of surgeries. Um, and watch him now. Like, go to his uh, his Instagram channel. I don't remember what it is, but if you search for Ronnie Coleman, it comes right up, of course. Um, and, and just, you know, the, the, he's got recent videos of him in the gym, like, post-surgery. And he, I mean... His form is the worst I've ever seen. It's it's all it's so sloppy, and it just goes to show, you can get away with that for a while. It's gonna it, it could work for you for a while, but you're gonna accumulate a lot of miles on your body's odometer doing that. So this is a cautionary tale to everyone out there. Pick your spots. I'm always very cognizant of form, and I'm also cognizant of when I'm okay to let it break down a little bit, a little bit, and when not all the time and not a ton. You've got to pick your spots, but uh, one thing I tell people is if you, if you finish a set with perfect form, the same way you started it, you're not really doing a whole lot. You know, I mean, you're, you're stimulating the muscle a little bit, but you're not going to force it to grow. Um, the, the body adapts very quickly, and if you're not pushing the envelope, then you know, you're just you're not going to see the kind of change that you're you're trying to put in the work for. So, um, you've got to allow things to go a little bit. You've got to know what proper form is. You've got to be able to execute it like that. I always encourage everybody start your sets that way. 
but don't feel like they've got to end that way. And one of the things that I'm always looking for when I review um, videos from clients that they send me to evaluate, you know, their form, mechanics, intensity in the gym is um, how much are we letting that slide? How much slop are we getting away with? Is it appropriate? Um, and, and so that's constantly something that I'm trying to teach people and get them to go more or less in one direction or the other. Um, so in, in that article, Ronnie Coleman was also talking about, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, my surgeon was not a good surgeon. You know, it was his fault and like to totally just, you know, blame transference. I'm like, this is weird. And then there was a follow-up article that I, I did not read, uh, uh, also from Generation Iron, I think. And it was an update to that saying, basically, just kidding, he does think he'll walk again. So I don't know what the hell's going on. But it was it was interesting anyway. And it was I, I figured, you know, this is a good chance to talk about, you know, just... Ronnie in general and uh, deliver a, a nice little cautionary tale to everybody out there who has a, a passion for lifting, wants to get as big as they possibly can. Do not lose consideration of your long-term health. That can be applied to diet as well. It can be applied to your use of supplementation as well. So, yeah, and, and clearly when you're younger, you can get away with some stuff. But also if you do some stupid stuff when you're younger um, and you're really reckless and careless with any of those things, you can create problems for yourself earlier in life than you would have otherwise. So uh, a cautionary tale to everyone out there. So let's take a quick short break here and we'll come back and talk about some routine building. Follow Darren on Instagram at Darren underscore star to see client profiles, updated workout plans, and tips and tricks on training and nutrition. So if you've listened to me for any length of time at all, then you know that I like to talk about routine building, consistency, um, but more indirectly, and I want to have a, a more direct and focused discussion on it right now. So the value of routine building. And so what I'm talking about here and the, the population that I'm addressing with this are people who are serious about progress, about results, about continued growth, continued sustainability in the sport of bodybuilding. I, I say sport, you know, whether it's competitive bodybuilding or what I, I call recreational bodybuilding, meaning you're just trying to build your body over time. You know, you're trying to build muscle. You're trying to lose fat. Um, more of a weekend warrior. You know, I refer to these people on my website as um, my lifestyle transformation clients. So not looking to compete, but looking for a similar aesthetic and willing to put in a similar level of work and display a similar level of commitment. So that's, that's who I'm trying to address here. So, um, to do that, I mean, j just think about what we're trying to do. We're, we're trying to, um, either, either maintain body fat at a reasonable level or lose it and, and, and you know, minimal gains depending on the phase that you're in. Um, and then trying to build muscle, which is exceptionally hard. It requires, Basically, um, it's it's like putting together a Rubik's Cube. Like everything's got to be lined up. And if one thing is out of place, well, you know what? It just ain't quite right. So with a Rubik's Cube, it's, it's like a Rubik's Cube where you can get partial credit if you don't solve it completely. I, I, that's kind of a good way to put it, actually. There's probably something better out there. And I'm sure much like with the MyFitnessPal fiasco from Monday, 45 people are going to message me and say, you know what would be a better analogy? So bring it on. I can take it. I can take it. Um so a Rubik's cube that allow that gives you partial credit. So you can have, you know, your your life, you know, fifty percent together. You can have your routine about fifty percent assembled and get reasonable growth, reasonable fat loss. You know, well maybe maybe reasonable is pushing it, but some. Uh, and like I tell people with dietary adherence, um, you. 
let's say you're, you're rocking your diet at about 85 to 90 percent adherence compliance and then the rest of it you're a little bit off maybe it's you know extra cheat meal maybe you're, you're just eyeballing too much stuff and not measuring it or maybe you're sneaking in stuff and not logging that so um, all of those are different levels of non-compliance different different ways that you can not be adherent to the plan so um, what uh what I stress to clients is the the difference, the, the gap in results that you get when you go from 85, 90% compliance to 100% compliance, the difference in results that you experience is a lot more than 10%. And the word that I like to use is staggering. It's big. You go from going like, I'm doing really well to I am absolutely crushing it in all facets. Um, that is a big difference in your potential outcome. So, and that, that final 10, 15% comes from the refinement of your routine. So you're, you're 85% of the way there. I tell you, you're doing most of the work already. I mean, you're, you've done all the hard stuff. The difference in results from there to hundred percent is significant. The difference in effort to get from, to, to bridge that gap is not so big. So we should do it. And so what we want to do is refine the routine, refine your approach to diet, refine your approach to training, to your life schedule, et cetera. So, uh, part of it, let's start with the easy one. So your training routine is just that. I mean, what are you doing in the gym? So the big thing here is just having a plan in place and not just going to the gym and saying, I'm going to wing it or, you know, change it every week or eh, I don't want to do legs. I'm going to skip it, that kind of stuff. So that's, those are all things that have you falling out of a routine or not even having a routine. And when it comes to routines, um, and I'm going to say that word so much, it's going to start to sound like it doesn't mean anything anymore, probably. So I'm, let me try and back off on that a little bit. Uh, Training is usually the first area that kind of falls off the map when it comes to routine building. <laughs> I was like, how can I not say it? I can't. Um, it, it's usually, the, I mean, oftentimes it's an area that never gets factored into that. Um, or if it does, it also gets lost very quickly. So um, a lot of ways you can tackle that. And uh, the, the first thing is just, uh, you know, write it yourself. You know, if you've got some experience doing this, put together your own training plan. Um, look at your physique, top to bottom, assess your progress photos, look at your, your weak spots, spots that you want to bring up, spots that you want to overemphasize more. That's, and, and, and start from there and build to build a plan. And I would say, make sure on every single workout day, you plug in an exercise that you're not good at or don't like force yourself to eat those vegetables in the training sense of the word. Uh, it, it's only through focusing on those weaknesses that you're actually going to improve. Uh, another option would be, uh, buy a plan. You know, I mean, there's, or, or I guess a free plan, but get a plan from somebody else. Um, you, you can go to bodybuilding.com. They have tons of workouts up there, uh, varying degrees of how good they are. You can follow like somebody's 12 week training program. There's a whole bunch of those. So the, the amount of content that they have on there is staggering. It, it really is. So, uh, and you know, that's in direct co competition with me. I'm trying to sell stuff. Now I think I put out a higher quality product than they do. I will let you be the judge. Um, mine is not quite as, as fancy and full of multimedia, but nonetheless, it is, it is sufficient. I, I take great care in the programming, make sure that everything is put together the way that I want to achieve the goal that we're trying to hit. Uh, make sure it looks nice. It's readable. There's videos for everything that are from me as well. There are plenty of other, um, training programs out there. I've talked about the John Meadows program that I followed for four months, not too long ago. Um, he has several programs available. There's a lot of them out there if you look for them. So, um, 
that is uh, the, the first thing to address would be your, your training routine or lack thereof. So develop one, purchase one, find one online and start there and follow it and don't deviate from it. Make substitutions if you have to, but don't go in saying, oh, there's two leg days this week. Well, I'm just going to do one of those. No, no. You follow the plan as written. You get better. Uh, if you don't feel like your recovery is up to it, you sleep better <laughs> or, or work up to it over time. So training, step one. Step two is food. Um, your, your dietary routine is important. Now, this does not necessarily mean that you have to eat the same stuff all the time. I will tell you, however, um, that that is universally the most effective way to see results. Now, there's nothing magical about it except that it's just easier to adhere to and be compliant to. And with flexible dieting and all the tools out there to help you with macronutrients, um, basically what I'm looking to avoid is having every single day be different. When you introduce, I mean, because everybody has sensitivities to certain foods, maybe not sensitivities, but um, they have difficulty digesting or processing certain foods. And if you're bringing in different foods all the time, you're going to be bringing in some of those periodically throughout your rotation. And I would prefer to have people focus on things that have them feeling good consistently. And so that does not mean that you have to eat the same stuff every day, but you will find that there are certain meals that kind of, you know, work into your rotation and just kind of stick there. Like, I like this. This is good. I look forward to it. You expect experiment with a new recipe in one of your uh, one of your meal blocks and you're like wow I like that that's good but man that takes a lot of work to put together I've got to do it fresh every day if I'm going to do it right it's not sustainable but you know what I'm going to throw that in the vault and bring that out for special occasions that works well you can develop a library of things like that but when it comes to routine building uh, a, a lot of it comes down to, to, to timing and knowing, you know, where in the day, how, how do these meals apply to your daily schedule? So the, the daily schedule is step three, and that kind of goes in with this as well. So let's try and have a conversation about both at the same time. Uh, the, the daily schedule is something that really kind of needs to be rock solid. If you're one of those people where you're like, well, sometimes I go and work out in the morning and sometimes I go and work out here. Well, mm, pick, pick something, pick something and and be consistent with it just because that impacts your approach to food as well. Now, you could have an AB or an ABC situation as well where it's like, well, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I go in the morning. Tuesday and Thursday, my schedules are different, so I go in at night. Okay, well, that's not haphazard. That's not just going in different times because you feel like it or because, oh, I was busy, et cetera. That's, no, that's planned. So that is still your routine. It's not a daily routine. It becomes a weekly routine at that point. Um but if it's like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to take a day off, schedule your day off. Schedule your day off and don't take any outside of that window. If and The point that I'm trying to stress is if you're serious about this, you need to have a level of inflexibility in your schedule where this is not something that gets skipped. This is something that is a part of your routine as much as waking up and taking a pee first thing in the morning is. It's that level of automatic. It just happens. You're on autopilot. You don't even have to think about it. You're, you wake up. You're sleepwalking through the kitchen. You're eating first meal. You're still not awake. You take the dog outside to pee. You come in. Before you know it, your pre-workout kicks in. You're 10 minutes in on your way on your drive into the gym. You're like, oh, I didn't even realize what I was doing, but, uh, you know, I've done this so much. I'm just automatically going to the gym, my pre-workout. I don't know. I don't remember putting that together, but here it is. Awesome. So that's where you need to be. That That's how locked in and laser focused I want you to be on your routine. Um, and clearly, 
you know, th there are exceptions, emergencies, etc. You know, if if my dog tears his ACL because he's running around the backyard like a jackass, I'm not gonna say sorry, buddy. I gotta go to the gym first, and then you know, then then I'll I'll take you to the vet. No, I mean, you know, you, you've got to have a, a level of inflexibility, but not absolute inflexibility, and that is that is something that I am experimenting with this week. The whole thing, I mean, for me, routine building, if I could show you my calendar that I'm looking at right now. I wish this were a visual medium so you could see it. Um, I'm looking here, and I have a block clear every morning between 6.45 and 7 a.m. where I have nothing to do. That's a 15-minute block. Um, and to be clear, I've, I've got my meals scheduled on here as well and everything. So 6, 6.45 to 7 every morning, I've got nothing to do. That's because my wife is trying to leave right right about then. I'm helping her get out of the house, so I need to make sure I'm free. Um, I had a block from 10 to 10.15 on Monday and a block from it looks like 10.30 to 11.15 on Tuesday that were empty. That's it. Every other minute up until about 5.30 every day on my calendar is full. Every minute is scheduled. So that... Um, has led to me having a an unhealthy degree of inflexibility. So, um, and it, I, that's one of the contributing factors also behind why I'm so exhausted this week is, you know, one thing that's not scheduled in there, yeah, there's eating time, there's no break time in there. And I let one block bleed over onto the others, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to start this one five minutes earlier, this one's going to run five minutes late, so there's no time, I mean, I've... I, I have not yet scheduled my bathroom breaks on here, but if I let it continue going this way, it will. So. Routine is good. Um, a level of inflexibility is good. As with everything, you can take it too far. Um, but consistently hitting the gym on the same days of the week at the same time or times, if it's a consistent thing, and there's a real reason for that, like, oh, you know, it, it, there's a, a child care issue or, um, you know, there, there's something where the, the, the school has different hours on this day or something like that. So, yeah, things will need to be adjusted here and there. I get that. But, more days than not, everything should kind of be the same. And then you can really work your meals around that and fine-tune the timing of those with you know, because typically you just want to eat regularly throughout the day. Give yourself a three-hour block uh, between meals roughly so that you can fully digest everything from the previous meal or at least get it emptied out of your stomach and be ready to uh, be, be ready to eat again. Um, <clears throat> but when, when you get into a routine like this where you will know, okay, well, I eat at 7. Let me just look at this right here, and I'll, I'll go over my, my, my schedule here, and, um, and we can you know kind of refine it with me here. So I eat at 7, and then I have a block of client check-in scheduled from 7.30 to 8.30. This is my schedule for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and then uh, I have a block scheduled at 8.30 that says clear email and drive to gym. I give myself 30 minutes for that. And then I've got my workout that starts at 9. So I ate at 7, started at 9. Okay, I need to do something about that because with carbs being lowered this week, um, I, what I'm noticing is I'm hitting a wall sooner than I would have otherwise because... Uh, I have my first meal scheduled just too far away from my workout. So I need to either move that um, meal up, like I could do client check-ins from 7 to 8, um, eat at 8 instead of 7, and then back workout starts at 9. So I'm going to experiment with that next week and see how things feel. So we're, and you know, this is about the refinement process, and I can compare performance from this week to next week, see how things feel. And, you know, typically, I, yeah, I'm, 
a lot of this right now, I mean, I, I know this stuff, and but it's not until I look at it on the calendar like, oh, man, okay, there's a two-hour block between there. Because it seems like, you know, time goes pretty quick. And I think of it like, well, I've got a one-hour block where there's actually stuff that I'm doing that's keeping me busy in between there. But then, oh, yeah, there's a 30-minute drive to the gym, et cetera. And then I've got warm-up time. So I'm actually not starting my workout until about 9.15 usually. Eight at seven, it's a big gap. Um, so anyway, point being, there's always ways to refine, fine-tune, perfect, but you've got to have the basic nuts and bolts in place. So meal timing, workout timing, um, when are you squeezing in your cardio, especially if you're on prep, um, schedule this stuff on your calendar, you know, schedule your cardio uh, or build it into your gym time um, and adjust things accordingly. So you know that you're going to have time for it. And when you do that, like, let's say you, um, you have a, an office job that you go to and you've got to be there at eight. It takes you 15 minutes to drive there from the gym. So you know you've got to leave the gym at 745. It takes you 15 minutes to shower, whatever, etc. So you know you've got to be hitting the showers around 730. Well, you've got 30 minutes of post-workout cardio. So you know you've got to be starting that by 7. So now you can say, okay, I, I give myself an hour and 10 minutes to, to do my lifting session. So now you're like, okay, that's got to start at 5.50. When do you have to drive from the gym based on that? When should you be eating based on that? So clearly this is something for an early riser that's going to be getting up at like 4.30 to get all this done. So um, point being, all that stuff needs to be like laser focused and clockwork and consistent and start to feel automatic. And then assess how it's working for you. And when you see it on, on, on a calendar form like this, uh, it really starts to become a little bit more clear. You can see just visually like, hmm, there are some problems here I hadn't noticed. And one of the problems that I'm noticing on my calendar is there are no breaks anywhere. Like uh, my, my calendar entries are all in red. It's just a week of red. There's nothing else. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. So um, that is a problem as well. So con contributing to overall fatigue. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I didn't even recognize that until I started recording this. And I looked at it. I'm like, well, that's one of the reasons I'm so tired. I'm, I'm stretching myself too thin trying to do too much stuff. Part of it is because this co calendar concept is kind of new to me. So I just want to load it all up and see how it goes. But clearly, I need to dial back a little bit, incorporate a little bit of flexibility as well. So routine building, training. And then schedule and uh, d daily schedule times and then food are, are very much intertwined. But the more consistent you are with food especially and use that macronutrient structure, don't change things every day. But set up a plan that is repeatable, easy, efficient, sustainable so you spend less time doing meal prep um, and, and more time uh, and less time logging your food and more time just, you know, going through the motions, doing the same stuff, same stuff. And then when you get sick of something, change it. You know how to use macros? Great. We'll make a substitution, make an adjustment, make a change, and keep it fresh. Keep it tasty. Experiment with some different recipes, all that kind of stuff. But overall consistency day to day to day to day should be very similar. And if you find yourself having different stuff every single day, some of those things are going to disagree with your system that will impact your performance. It may impact your sleep, may impact your um, bowel movements, things like that. So stomach discomfort is going to become more of an issue. Uh, and, you know, we need things running optimally. You know, the, the body will adapt. The body will also just become stubborn if it's not happy. So we want to make it as happy as possible. Um, and consistency is one way to get there. That does not necessarily mean everything has to be the same every day. Do change things up, but just don't be super ADD about how you approach your diet um, or your training, and you'll be much better off. A little consistency, a little focus, a little sameness can go a long way. Okay. 
Time to time to go over some juicy stuff here. So this is what we've been waiting for. Some client horror stories. Uh, boy, I tell you what, I have uh, I've worked with a lot of people over the years. Um, I, I am not one of those guys that maintains a roster of several hundred active clients at a time, just because I, I don't know how many how many people can sustain something like that and actually do a decent job of providing support and actual coaching to them. I mean, if all I had to do was, you know, write plans and um, look at uh, reports from people and then make changes to the plan and send them off with a one word response in an email. Yeah, I could handle a couple hundred people probably, but that's not what I do. <laughs> I think that's a pretty shitty way to go about doing something. If you call yourself a coach, because there's no coaching involved in that. It's just, you know, order barking, which uh, is a very different thing. At that point, you're a plan writer. You're not a coach. Some people want that. They don't need a lot of coaching. They want a plan writer. Cool. That ain't me. Um, so client horror stories. Let me start with just the, the very, the, the general broad categories. Um, and then uh, we'll, we'll get a little bit more specific with a couple of my favorite stories. So, um, oh, I just thought of another one, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, this is taking me back. Um, I browsed through uh, uh, briefly my my roster that I, I maintain of of previous clients just to see if there was anything that I, I'd forgotten about. And uh, yeah, it uh, it uh, there are, there are some that I'd forgotten about. Um, so uh, the the first one is pretty clear. Just somebody who is generally non compliant. Um, and you know, it's really easy to spot these people. Um, most of the times, they out themselves. Um, one thing that I ask for from everybody is they they fill out a daily tracker, kind of like what I post with um, my weekly update. I, I, I do that on Facebook every week. Um, I post an update video about five, seven minutes long talking about how my week went, and then I post my own tracker in the comments for that. Um, so I have all of my clients fill out their own tracker. So if you're tracking macros, I want to see what your numbers were every day, weigh-ins, cardio that got done, stuff like that. So clearly expectations are different for, for some people versus others just because it depends on the phase that we're in. If somebody's going through, you know, dealing with other circumstances, uh, I am not a coach that says, I don't care what's going on in your life. Everything's got to happen anyway. It's like, yeah, but, you know, Somebody's had a death in the family. I'm going to cut them some slack on cardio for a week, you know, that kind of thing. So um, if it's just like I'm tired and I want to sleep in, then I'm, I'm going to get in your face and be like, what the hell? Come on. <laughs> Everybody's tired. Do it anyway. No, nobody cares. Nobody wants your excuses. So just general noncompliance. And usually this is diet. With, with the kind of people that I cater to, the people that I seek to work with, most of them are, even if they're not super knowledgeable in the gym, they want to go. They want to lift. That's something that they enjoy and they want to get better at it. They want to improve. So it's very, very rare um, since I started working online. Um, exclusively about six years ago. It's very rare that I get somebody that just really doesn't want to be in the gym. Um, and those people, I just, I, I'm straight up with them. If it's like, you know, I just, I, I just don't feel like working out. I'm like, you know what? I think we're done here. Cause I can't work with somebody that doesn't want to go to the gym. That's just, it, it's a non-starter. And you know, I, I don't throw in the towel immediately. I'll try and dig a little bit deeper. Like what's going on? You know, maybe they're overtrained. Maybe they're dealing with excess cortisol and stress for some reason or something like that. So there could be a lot of factors that play into that. But if everything's good and they're like, I just, I don't look forward to going to the gym anymore. I don't like it. I'm like, you need a, you need a break, break from me. This isn't working, you know, so we part ways. Um, the, the other one would be somebody that just doesn't care, which I would say, uh, you know, if you're non-compliant and you're outing yourself, I, I think that's great because that gives us something to work with. You know, you're being open, you're being transparent. So 
people will have a bad week and then give me a full rundown on that and always say, I'm probably your worst client, aren't I? And I get that multiple times every week. I'm like, nope, because you are being honest and transparent with yourself and with me. And that is all I can ask for. Now, well, not all. I could ask you to do better and be more compliant. But, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, I will take uh, compliance over somebody who just clearly does not give a shit or doesn't understand. Um, and in spite of me trying to explain it to them, it, it understand like, the level of precision and adherence that I expect. Um, like I've had people who have said, I had a pretty good week and they missed half their meals. I'm like, that is not a good week on any planet. I don't know what you're talking about. Good week? What? No, I don't think so. And again, somebody's just new. I I, I don't necessarily put on the kid gloves, but I'm, I, I don't say like, are you an idiot? What is wrong with you? I'm like, well, actually, I'm looking for something a little bit better than this. <laughs> you know, you're, you're at 50%. I would like you at something a lot closer to 100%. Um, but some people, it's just, you know, when they're just starting out, they, they don't have that routine built or anything like that. This is all very new to them. 50%, that's a big step in the right direction. It ain't good enough, but it's a big step in the right direction. So, you know, we, we kind of, you know, look at the glass half full a little bit as well. So it's the people who don't care. Like, yeah, you know, I was I was 50% for this week and whatever. I'm like, uh, whatever? Really? Okay, so we don't have goals that we're concerned about anymore? We don't want to continue making progress or anything like that? You think 50% is good enough? Because I don't, and if that's the attitude, then I think we're done here. So, um, uh, another thing. Um, <laughs> this would be, uh, I, I've talked about this before as well. Poor communicators. So, um, if you... Uh, and I've had people who are poor communicators in the sense that when they send me an email, I can't understand what they're saying. Like, I'm not really totally sure it's in English, although I know English is their first language, but it's just so loaded with typos and everything else. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? Some people who, you know, it takes them 10, 12, 13, 14 emails to develop a complete thought. Meanwhile, my inbox is just flooding with response after response after response just because it's how their brain works. Like You are probably somebody who's not really designed to work with an online coach. It's probably not a good thing. When you were relying on email communication and you can't communicate a clear thought through email, that's a big concern. I get people who will apologize for writing me lengthy check-in notes. I'm like... That is great. The more data I have, I mean, yeah, it takes me a while to read through it. That's fine. But the more data I have is never a problem. That is never anything that I'm concerned with. Um, some people also, they have just attitude issues that are short-lived. Oftentimes it's hormonal. Sometimes it's just they're, they're feeling the stress of what they're doing. And we, I had somebody this week who, or last week, who was just overwhelmed with everything. I'm like, you know what? And, and you know, she was trying. She was trying. And then eventually... She's like, I think I've reached my breaking point. I'm like, you know what? Let's take a step back. Let, let's dial back our cardio a little bit. Um, let's take a handful of days off from the gym. I think she took five days off and went back when she felt ready for it. Brought calories up a little bit, and boom, that was the reset that we needed. So um, being able to identify those things and fix those things only happens if somebody's a good communicator and will say it to you. And, you know, I, I regularly, I mean, I, I always joke that I have set myself up in a position where um, I am likely to get fired effectively several times every month. It's just, it, it's the nature of the business. Nobody is a client permanently, um, so people are always going to be coming and going. It just it's just part of it. So you got to have a kind of a thick skin about this stuff. But also, I've received enough of these dear John emails um, saying that somebody's leaving to recognize when they're telling me the truth and when they're not. 
Uh, and so oftentimes I get things like, oh, yeah, was well, something happened and we've got to pay a whole bunch on taxes. But I know based on how the previous four, five, six weeks had been going that they're, they're just sick of following a diet and they just want to eat whatever the hell they want. And they don't want a coach hanging over their shoulder telling them they can't do it. So, like, I get it. I get, it's normal. It's human. Just, you know, be honest with yourself. Which brings me to the next category, which is liars. Um, and, and by that, I mean, like, you know, are you are, are you sure you're following the diet here? Because I, I'm not seeing it. Are you sure you're lifting? Because I'm not seeing it. Um, it, 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 it happens less than you might think. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, I go to a party and I start talking to somebody about what I do. They're like, Oh, so, you know, do you get a lot of people that just lie about their diet? I'm like, not really. No, no, I, I can tell. I mean, you, you do this enough. You can tell somebody's off on their macros a little bit. You can tell you, there's evidence. You can see that. Um, you can see it in their photos. You can see it in their weigh-ins. You can tell, um, <laughs> oftentimes, uh, I will, uh, call somebody out. Social media is a wonderful thing. I don't know if people just don't think that I, I look at Instagram stories, but I totally do. So all those drinks that you were sharing that you were having with your friends and then you don't put those on your tracker, you're going to get asked about that. And if you deny it, oh man, there's going to be hell to pay because I saw it. I know. I know better. Um, so the liars. And you know, I've had some people who have eventually outed themselves on that and some people who deny, deny, deny. And that, that's a, a, a non-starter for me, just a complete non-starter. I would say the worst general category is a bad communicator though, um, because that's something, if you can't communicate effectively, then it's really difficult to resolve issues and work around that when that is the issue. Um, if somebody just has an issue with reporting things accurately and honestly, if you identify that, you can have a conversation about that and then uh, and then do something about it and resolve. But um, the the poor communicator thing also goes for for people who skip check ins. I'm like having a coach that I trust and 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 like right now, um, and things are going really well. The thought that I would be late on a check in or miss it is just like a big what the fuck? No, uh, are you kidding me? I'm going to be late for a check in. I mean. She tells me she wants stuff by afternoon on Saturday. Great. She's got it by 6.30 my time, a.m. Saturday every week. Um, I'm writing that check-in up. It's sitting in my drafts in email all week long. I'm updating my tracker. So all I have to do is wake up on Saturday, put the final touches on those things, take my picks, and send them in. That's it. So um, the thought that I would miss a check-in or forget or not know what day it is, or you know, I hear that a lot. And I know a lot of people are way busier than I am with their schedules. So, and I've been in that, that situation before where I have, uh, I have lost track of what day it is, um, but but put, make sure your check-in is on your calendar so you're not missing it because I can guarantee you your coach is sitting there tapping their foot. If they're worth their salt, they're sitting there tapping their foot waiting. Right now, it is, uh, it is Friday, so my week is just about wrapped up. I have three check-ins I'm still waiting on right here. Someone from Tuesday, someone from yesterday, and someone from today who is late because my due date, my due time is 8 a.m. Eastern time, so I've got one from today that's late because I'm recording this in the afternoon. So I'm sitting here tapping my foot waiting for three to show up still. And I've sent out emails. I'm very, uh, very annoying and very harassing about that. So, and I make no apologies for it. Those are the general categories. Let's get a little bit more specific now. Um, there's three instances that I can think of where somebody was truly a horrible client. So again, no names are being named here and I will keep things gender neutral as well. So client number one, um, this is back when, um, uh, there was a time where when somebody was starting up, um, I would, uh, 
Oh, you know what? I just thought of four, actually, a fourth. Um, what was that person's name? I just got to type a note in my phone so I don't forget. That was, um, oh, I don't remember, but this is how I remember this person. <laughs> um, so there, there was a time where I was, um, when, when a new client was signing up, I had a mail list that I maintained just for active clients. And that got to be too much of a pain in the ass. So adding a name to it, somebody quits, I got to take the name off. It's like, ugh, what a giant pain in the ass that was. But it was basically just for like sending out vacation notices and things like that, like when I'm going to be gone. So when I do weekly updates, I don't have to type it out, you know, dozens of times. And I can just, you know, send an email blast. Hey, in a week, I'm going to be leaving. I'll be gone from these dates. Here's what we're going to do with check-ins, et cetera. And then the day I leave, like, hey, reminder, I'm gone now. I'll be back on this day, da 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 da, da. So um, that's largely what it was there for. Um, and uh, I had somebody who their first response after they get the big welcome email from me that has all of the plan materials attached and a note like, hey, I've added you to the mailing list as well. This is just for, you know, formal announcements on things regarding my availability and things like that. And uh, this person replied in all caps, take me off your mailing list immediately. And I should have just said, you know what? I'm going to refund your money because you are clearly going to be a giant pain in the ass to work with. Um, and they included all kinds of other notes like, uh, do not tag me on anything on social media. I don't waste time on social media. I think it's one of the worst problems with our planet. And I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. And then it was like, first check-in comes along and it's just a litany of complaints about programming, about the meal plan. And I'm like, okay, I can work with this. You know what? I'm, I'm very, oh, I, I encourage feedback. None of it was with any shred of a positive attitude at all. It was all just negative, 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 negative. The next week when, when that person's check-in came in, I did something that I've never done before, which was issue a full refund for the month and cut that person loose just because I didn't ever want to get another email from them ever again. <laughs> I mean, it was such a horrific experience, just the worst attitude, such a negative human being about everything. And I just, I, I couldn't deal with it. I'm like, you know what? I put in some work on this, like writing the initial plan. You know, I, I don't, when, when I do coaching, um, a lot of coaches will charge more for the, the first month because writing that initial plan takes a little bit more time. Um, so I don't do that. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt that we're going to be at this for at least a few months. So we're just going to kind of roll that into everything. So, um, so, I have never been so compelled to refund somebody their entire first month just by virtue of what a massive pain in the ass they were to deal with and how they impacted my life with their negativity. Uh, and one of the things I tell people up front is, you know, maintain a positive attitude on this stuff. Uh, it's, it's critical. It's really important. That person didn't get the memo. So I feel bad that I rewarded their shittiness with that, but it was worth it for me to, to cut that check and cut that person loose. Um, there was another situation where this person had a, a job that required them to, you know, eat at certain times and with uh, food that was provided for them that they didn't have control over. And this person was also very particular about... Um, about exercise selection. I don't want to work my legs too hard, that kind of thing. I think I'm just out of this person as a guy. Um, you know, that kind of thing. And just had... I encourage questions before somebody signs up, for sure. This person had more questions than I can possibly imagine. Uh, it, it, it was We had a phone call, like a preliminary phone call, which is uncommon, but if somebody requests a call, they just want to talk to me, get a feel for me, I'm like, sure, absolutely, we'll do it. Um, 
Happy to make that work. No issues. It was an hour long. And that was after like three or four emails before and after that um, with more questions, more questions, more questions. And really basically digging down into this is how I this is the kind of program that I want to follow. Will you write it for me? And in kind of a nice way, I'm like, that's not really how it works. You know, I'm going to write the program that you need. And then if you're not able to execute that for whatever reason, we're going to make some adjustments. We're going to make it work. But, you know, I'm not going to have you keep doing what you want to do, which is what you're already doing, because clearly it's not working for you. Um, So we need to make some adjustments. And I'm going to ask you to do things and get outside of your comfort zone. And um, so they were cool with that. They agreed with that. And then we get rolling. um, You know, the the first check-in rolls around. And I I do all my check-ins via email. And, uh, uh, and it's very clear, like, you know, there's, there's no confusion about it. I outline the check-in process. I'm like, here's what you need to do. You send me this stuff. You fill out this form. You send this in as well. Um, give me the, the day, but if you're on time, I'll get back to you same day. I'll respond with everything. I'll have a voice note. It's very clear how it's all laid out. So, um, this person had arbitrarily selected some random time of day as his, there it goes again, his check-in time. It just calls me out of the blue. I'm like, hello? It's like, I'm here for my check-in. I'm like, that's not how this works. So, okay, reading comprehension, another issue there. That's no good. Um, which, uh, okay, that's fine. So we did the check-in over the phone. I'm like, you know, typically this will be via email. You know, I, I don't maintain appointments for everybody um, at specific times of day just because I've, I used to do that and it was um, it, it was going to put me in an early grave trying to manage all those. So I can't do that. We'll, we'll do it here, but, you know, we'll do it via email beforehand. And, and he was immediately like, huh, I don't know if that's going to work for me. And at that point, I'm like, okay, okay. Um, so that we, we go through this for like three weeks. So we're almost in on the first month. And... Um, eventually this person is not pleased with the programming because it's, it's not exactly what he wanted. It's what he needs. And, you know, I've been trying to work with him on adjusting it to, to make it something that's going to be suitable and will, you know, is, is doable for him, but it, it's a process. I mean, he's got a really weird schedule and really weird dietary limitations based on what he can eat. So we're working with it. We're trying to, um, not interested in learning about macronutrients at all. I'm like, if you're eating food that's being provided for you and it changes all the time, you've got to do macronutrients. There's no other option. So uh, it, it just a lot of resistance in general. So we're, we're three weeks in and for his check-in, he's like, this isn't working. So, you know, if, if you can just, you know, refund me the, the price for the month, um, then we'll call it good and I won't need to take legal action. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh what? (laughs) Are you kidding me? And uh, so I'm like, well, here's the thing, actually, Uh, because we're three weeks and he's basically ready to draft again for month two. I mean, we're month in. I put in a lot of work on this guy, a lot of preliminary time, phone calls. I'm like, if anything, I should charge you double, buddy. I ain't gonna, but I feel like I should. Um, So I'm like, that's not going to happen. This is the terms document that you sign that says, I don't do refunds. I don't do partial refunds or anything like that. So um, go for it. You know what? I mean, and so did I ever hear anything from him back after that? No, but that, that was another one. Third and final one. I'll make this relatively brief. Um, uh, kind of a, a similar situation, although this, this person was not as communicative at, at all. So, you know, check-in number three rolls around. I, I, everything seems like it's been going really well. This person says, yeah, this just isn't working for me. I kind of knew after the after the first few days that it wasn't going to work for me. It's just not the kind of programming that I want to follow, et cetera. I'm like, 
well, that's too bad. You had a chance to say that. You had several chances. This is our third check-in. You know, we've had several opportunities to say that. And one of the things that I always encourage is feedback, you know, questions, comments, complaints, anything like that. That's like my standard tagline when I sign off on a voice note. Um, and so <laughs> they respond back. And like, yeah, well, you know, if if you could just, you know, give, give me like a, a partial refund for the month, then, you know, we'll be cool. I'm like, yeah, I can't really do that. And, you know, it's in the terms document that, you know, I don't do refunds. We put in a, a good solid month here. I had no indication. You didn't tell me anything was wrong until right now. So, you know, I've done everything I can and, and my conscience is clear. And boy, did I get read the riot act from that person. Holy crap. Um, things like, well, clearly you're just another trainer who's out for a buck and doesn't give a shit about your clients or anything like that. Like, where did this come from? Somebody's got some pent up anger. I mean, I've, I, I feel very confident that I did everything that I could have and should have, um, aside from giving this person exactly what they wanted, which was a full refund for a full month. Um, so anyway, all, all the horror stories tend to revolve around finances in some way, just because people, I think, feel like they're owed something and the rules that they agreed to, which are very clear about, you know, no refunds, all transactions final. I think that those don't apply to them just because they had an experience that they consider to be less than perfect. Um, and again, a lot of it comes down to communication. If you don't communicate with me, I can't know. So uh, that's a, a segment that I've been meaning to do for a while and just was like, I don't know how appropriate this is. And having recorded, I'm like, it's it's probably not the most professional thing in the world, but I'm not outing anybody and I'm just sharing you, you know, a little bit of perspective from, from where I sit here, um, at, at, in the coach's chair. So there you go. Welcome to my life. You want a part of it? <laughs> Thankfully those are, those situations are rare and most of the people that I work with really truly are gems. And I mean that sincerely. I mean, I've got a, a good group of clients right now. And typically, I pretty much always do with very, very, very few exceptions. So I'm thankful for that. That's all I got. So we're going to wrap it up here for the week. I've got uh, a client check-in block to knock out here and then uh, do a little bit of video feedback for some people and then call it a day. So, And then call it a week, actually. i got a couple of peak week plans coming up for people um, that are going to be this weekend. So they're going to be competing next weekend. So I'll be sending their, their peak week materials out on Sunday. We'll do another podcast on Monday and be on with it for next week. So um, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Be good to everybody you run into, please. Um, again, ways you can find me, Darren, um, Five Star physique.com the dropset.com the call-in numbers up there 865-518-2974 instagram at darren underscore star twitter at darren star facebook pinterest youtube five star physique search for that you will find me peace out everybody have a great weekend